Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotter. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry, my little uh, um, technical um, goodies. Radio hotter. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. I think we should go up a little bit, yeah. It looks like it's down a bit too far now. There we are. Is that yeah. better? Oh. We haven't actually played it back to listen to how it sounds. Do you do realise that? Give it a bit of trim then, lad. Oh, bit trim then. Trim's clothing. Yeah, cheap jeans. So it still looks very narrow. I think it'll be fine. You reckon it's not going to be one of those ones that we use where Look, the intro starts know. and then it, it goes all quiet? It could be, but you know, we're just going to have to play it like that or... Well, anyway, what have we got today? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. G'day, viewers, and welcome to episode 19, one before we hit the magic two zero of Radio Hotlap. Thanks for that little bit of paper rustling there, Johnny. Um, JP here, back from holidays, and uh, it's just me and Mr Hart this week. Where'd you go to math school up north? I did. Up Queensland math school. Hello JP, it's good to have you back. I, I needed you here last week, there was a lot of troublemakers on the show. Well, I noticed it was getting a bit rowdy towards the end there, and uh, I understand the uh, the after hot lap barbie uh, things got very raucous. <laughs> I tell you, viewers, that would have, that should have been the time we were doing the show because there was a few interesting uh, little uh, snippets that came out. Uh, we're just getting some legal clearance on that, but um, I've had an email from Simon Wills saying uh, that he'll convert to being a PC user if we actually uh, divulge any of that information about what's happening with Team Dynamic in the future. And we definitely don't want to lose him to being to the heathen box land. No, we definitely don't want to lose him to heathen box land and... Uh Team Dynamic, well, he's not going to have a car to drive anyway, is he? I see in, uh, was it last week's Auto Fiction or Motorsport News, there was a, an ad for a, uh, a Team Dynamic uh, Holden in there. Contact Oscar, funnily enough. Well, uh, look, actually, I, do you mind if we just do a little bit of an apology to the viewers? Yeah. Uh, viewers, we need to no, apologise for our variation in audio levels and quality. We're quite happy to say we don't know much about what we're doing, and uh, you know it's a bit. And Graham Garden didn't fix the problem. Graham Garden didn't fix the problem. Um, we we are going to get a fluffy thing for the end of the microphone, so we can be outdoors a little bit more. And and it, it was it was wrong of me to have uh, Charlie Kovacs and that large moustache and and large thirst for red wine anywhere near a microphone. But <laughs> but generally speaking, when you've been hearing a few crackles and splutters and stuff like that, it just seems to be this uh, Rode microphone, which is a, a very nice microphone. Uh, it picks up everything, including um, little bits of wind coming through. Well, there so you go. Well, we need a Mr. Fluffy. We do. We need Mr. Fluffy badly, and um, because every time the wind does gust a bit, it doesn't. Oh, well, we've all noticed the crackles. But there you go. Oh, beer time! Later. Oh, hold on. We haven't said a load of rust this, oh, this week. Oh, hi, Rusty Sauce. Where are you, Rust? Oh, Rust's here. Yep, she's not out chasing birds for a change. No, the birds have flown the coop. I think they have made it away um, and grown up into to little birds that oh, will little birds. <laughs> turn into larger, oh, birds, big, yeah. larger birds and turn up at the uh, Norwood Wine and Food Festival this Sunday. <laughs> anyway, back to the beers. <laughs> what have we got? 
I'm um, happy to say that I'm not having a, uh, a, a Cooper's Pale Ale this week. I actually have <laughs> Sorry, had far too many. <laughs> um, but I'm having a uh, Carlton Crisper Taste Premium Dry. This has got a new label. Or, no, it? no, it's a new... Oh, this is it's not, not extra a new dry. beer. It's not Tui's Extra Dry. This is Carlton's answer to Tui's Extra Dry. To Tui's? Yeah, to Tui's Extra Dry. You wouldn't have got any of that up in Queensland last week, did you? No, absolutely not. Actually, I did. I bought a six-pack. There you go. Because of the bad spelling of beer up there. In Noosa. In fact, in the bottle shop in Noosa, where we always go every night before we go out for a meal, because... Queensland, you can't beat the BYOs. You're a bit of a creature of habit. What? You are. When you go on holidays, you <laughs> I have. know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is nice this time of year, and and your, your gorgeous girlfriend, and was, uh, soon to be a, um, a wife. It was lovely. All downhill from here. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> She'll be ringing you later. Um, no, it's great. We had Shaking a great on them off. nuts. <laughs> Although, I, I tell you what, I might have to get on my bandwagon here, though, about the new wonderful uh, Adelaide Air Terminal that's finally come online after three months. I'm flying out tomorrow, tomorrow and maybe I'll be going to the new terminal. You will. You'll be a couple out. of hours early. Well, we came in on Saturday, which was only the second day of operation. They only switched to the new terminal on Friday. And I've got to say, it's pretty deluxe overall, and the three months, you know, we won't go into the dirty pipes and the bad fuel <laughs> and all the rest of the stuff. But... Um, you would have thought that uh, with three months delay, they would have had time to plan, you know, the, the whole scenario a little bit better. I've got to have a whinge about the fact that we've got Clipsal 500 coming up. We've got a lot of interstate guests and overseas guests coming to uh, to Adelaide, and the car park is a debacle. You walk out of the terminal building, and uh, we had the gorgeous ones' uh, parents picking us up, luckily, so that was fine. And they parked the car. Said they took it. It took a while for them to find a car park. But you walk out of the terminal to the car park, walk across the zebra crossing, into the car park, and go, oh, where are the pay stations for the car park? Well, guess what? They've hidden them just outside the terminal building itself, so you walk straight past them as you walk into the car park. No one else viewers has had a problem. It's just the English who live here in Adelaide. They love a, love a bit of a whinge. Anyway, we hope you're enjoying the afternoon show, a radio hot lap, where we have a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool gadgets, barbecues, and political white elephants. That's right. And With a bit uh, of a twist. And as if that's not bad enough, I'm just going to carry on there and totally ignore you when you pull out that's of the bloody show. <laughs> You have to turn left and go down to the friggin' roundabout to turn right to get into town. I mean, how dumb is that? They could have put a roundabout at the end of the car park, for Christ's sake. And all you poor buggers, if you're coming from interstate for the Clipsal 500 and you're renting a car, let me tell you, just hope like hell it's not either pissing with rain or very hot day when you get here because you've got to pull out of the terminal building and walk about three or 400 metres down the end of the car park to this row of bloody Nissan huts. And that doesn't mean they've got Nissan cars. Um, at the end, where you can pick up your hire car. Every other terminal I've ever been to has got the hire car things inside the terminal. We just can't wait for everybody to experience that and get into town into the spirit of Clipsal right. 500 Adelaide 2006 coming very soon. In fact, we're only uh, four weeks away. We are, and I, as actually as I was driving over here tonight, Johnny, I saw the um, first of the signs that said the road stuff-up start on March the 6th. 
So, all <laughs> so the Adelaide people have been really looking forward to so that. So, you've been on, you've been dipping on your positive pills up north or something. Jeez, I did. What's the matter with you? Tell I'm, us about your trip anyway. I'm bright Come on, and joyful. And, no, we had a great time. We went to the Gold Coast and uh, that was very nice. Didn't do any of the theme parks except SeaWorld, which I'd never been to before. It's the only one I'd never done uh, before previously. And uh, that was excellent. If, if you're uh, going to drag the kids up to Queensland, and you want to pick any one of the theme parks to go to, SeaWorld's probably the best blend of everything. You've got your animals, you've got your, you know, aqua, this, that, Middle and the other. Island. You've got your rides, you've got your shows. It's it's a really, really good blend of everything. Then we toddled off up to uh, Noosa, um, and then hit back to the Gold Coast the day before we uh, came home. But it was very pleasant. Now, barbecue tips while I'm on the subject. On the way back, Oh, we're going to go to barbecue tips first and well, then on the car yeah, racing. yeah, we'll go barbecue We're going to go tips. backwards and then technology and finish yeah, off with car racing. Look. Don't you think, viewers, there's been a bit too much car racing on lately? We <laughs> might just have a big waffle-on show. <laughs> well, we've got lots to talk about, but so let's just get... But while I think about it, barbecue tips, we went to um, Buddharim Ginger Factory. Now, you might think, oh, ginger, bloody hell. Um, it's an amazing place. It was, a, it was an interesting tour we did around there on the way back it's just sort of in the edges of the glasshouse mountains there and um, they make 40% of the world's consumption of ginger in just up there in Queensland so the rest of the world has to make up the other 60% and they give you all this wonderful stuff that you can buy that's got ginger flavors for this that and the other and I found the best thing they've got this ginger sauce which is ginger and sweet chili and a bit of chicken on the grill, paint it liberally with this ginger and uh, sweet chili marinade, turn it once, paint the other side, absolutely deluxe. Well, where do we get it from? Where can we buy it locally in your capital city, viewers? Well, in most capital cities, it is supposedly available from Woolies and Coles. You just have to look out for it. Well, maybe we can just find a website uh, before the uh, show's over and let the viewers have a bit of a butcher's hook at that and uh, find out where they can uh, get it. We'll probably forget to do that. We write that down. Write that down. Write that down. I do have to Take write notes. things. And I'll write it underneath the recipe. Website. There you go. What else? Any more barbecues? Um, that'd be nice with a bit of pork too, I reckon. Yes, it's supposed to be de deluxe with pork. I'm, not, I'm not a fan fire. of sweet stuff with chicken, you know, but... Uh, the, uh, the, oh, the ginger, it's like you know, when, when you eat Chinese and you've got the ginger happening, it's always a good thing. It uh, gives it that nice flavour. Oh, and they've got this other little uh, concentrated ginger drink that you can buy. Apparently that is freely available at supermarkets everywhere. And you just put a bit of concentrate in it as if you were mixing a cordial. And then fill it up with um, soda water and instant ginger beer. What a great idea. Mitch has been drinking gallons since we got back. Sounds rusty sausage. <laughs> yeah, but she's been drinking gallons of water. Oh, pregnant pause time. It is. Okay. Well, I suppose we should. Uh, were you going to do any barbecue stuff? Or no, mate. I've got, I've got a few tips up my up my trick uh, tri trips. Up tips my, up your trick. Oh, anyway, I'll go back to that. Okay. But uh, just reading today that um, uh, two race uh, Commodore Cup uh, specialist Jeff Emery, who. Mm. Um, debuted in the V8 Ute Series at Indy in the Team Australia car that uh, was painted up, which looked absolutely superb and, and did a very good job in Tasmania and took the fight uh, right to the end with, with Marcus Sakanovic in the Commodore Cup uh, 
championship to win the championship has uh, announced that he will be driving in the Fujitsu V8 Supercar Series in no other than the Smiths Trucks Racing Holden, oh, yeah. which just happens to be the same car that Marcus had been doing a bit of testing in, so I don't know whether the news has come through yet, but uh, <laughs> you know that's, that's really great to see uh, Jeff doing that, and Jeff will also be in the... Um, in the V8 Ute series yep. uh, for the majority of the year. Don't know what the car, the car's going to look like. So I think Jeff's a, a very, very good driver. Um, and as I had a bit of a chat to him down in Tasmania, probably a little uh, a little overwhelmed maybe with some of the media sort of requirements and things like that. But I think, you know, that that's a, that's a good car there. And uh, obviously he's, he's worked out some commercial arrangement to get himself in the car there. So it'll be good to see him uh, doing two championships during the year. Well, it certainly will, and, I'm, and, and the same goes for uh, Chris Pither, the Kiwi Cub. Yes, who, yes, we saw we uses all the hair product. Touched on that. <laughs> <laughs> touched. And, sorry, and the reason I say that is because if you actually drive down the freeway back into uh, back into Surfers, if you've been up, uh, well, if you're coming down from the airport or if you're coming down from Noosa, as we were, you drive straight past Kangalotas at Beanley. And uh, apparently, uh, young Chris has actually been apprenticed at Kangalotas as a fitter and turner. Well, he did this last week. He didn't do all of it last week. Well, I did enough. He didn't say he was a fitter, a fitter and turner. Well, all right, you can. No, no, I just one says he's a V8 supercar driver, and during the week, but you know, like it's a bit of a dump to be sort of anyway. Is that to say, viewers, there's no careers in V8 supercars or more so a backup career as a fitter and a turner? Although they probably will go uh, hand in hand. Although Chris uh, doesn't strike me as the kind of kind of black who, uh, who wants to get his hands dirty and those sorts of stuff, you know, on cars anyway. But he's, he's a good steer. He is, absolutely. Uh, he's a good black and I, uh, I, I've had a fair few laughs with him and he's um, quite popular with the females. Um, so, uh, so cutting the grass for everyone else. Again, still. Um, well, it uh, looks like they're announcing the uh, the V8 supercar driver pairings for um, 2009 already. Um, that'll be out later in the week, but at the moment we've got the 2006 driver pairings. And uh, look, uh, James Courtney and uh, is going to be uh, joining up with Glenn Seaton yep. at Stone Brothers. And um, Luke Yildon joins uh, Russell Ingle once again to do that. Uh, that's interesting. They they, nice that they get the the year all locked down, and there's no messing around, mm. and contracts are in place. So, you know, I reckon they get on with business about driving and commercial relationships. And as Simon Will said last week, the difference between uh, the V8 Ute series um, and the V8 Supercar Championship is one is as a, a racing series, and the other is a business championship. Well, I think he made that point very, very clear, and it is very, very business-oriented nowadays. I mean, you only got to look at Scafie grabbing Briscoe for the for the Enduros and putting him with Jim. I mean, that's... Um, I don't know. I think there's probably a bit of a coup on Scafie's part, do, doing that negotiating and getting him there and, and putting him with someone like Jim where he can obviously learn heaps about touring car driving, where, you know, because he's... I suppose you'd call him an open-wheel specialist thus far in his career that is um, true he's, he's got a I would say that uh, it's, it's, it's a good pairing and uh, you'd have to be uh, hopeful that by the time they get through Sandown um, you know they'd be pretty pretty up with it and uh, you know working well together oh, there's so. a long time uh, between now and, and Sandown um, Russ will get that bottle top and um, <laughs> she loves those corks off the champagne bottles and, and all wine bottles yes there's, there's a fair bit till, till Sandown and in between the um uh, waiting between now and Sandown, uh, 
Ryan Briscoe will be spending a fair bit of time at Chris Pither's hair design studio. <laughs> He's got to get that frizz, uh, get got rid of the frizz, get the straightening happening. Can't you and just get see Auto Fiction t- 2022? <laughs> you know, and could... they're going to go, oh, how'd they go with that hairstyle? <laughs> Look, it's not that bad. If, if any of you uh, aspiring viewers out there think you're a bit of a Photoshop guru, uh, we'd actually like to see a picture of uh, Ryan Briscoe with Chris Pither's hair, please. <laughs> <laughs> Just email it in whenever you're ready. <laughs> now, talking about Briscoe and, and HSV, which we were very briefly there, I have to say, because I had the time when I was on holidays to go through both auto fiction and uh, motorsport news from cover to cover, there was this photo in there that spoke that both, uh, both uh, editions ran that was talking about the fact that Dodo are now um, have now gone to HSV as sponsors. And in Motorsport News, they'd got this photo with the Dodo bird and Scafie, and it was cropped at the waist, they said, to save the viewers the viewers of the magazine. The embarrassment the of The listeners seeing, of the magazine. Yeah, <laughs> seeing the wonderful new Holden red trousers. Well, auto fiction didn't crop it, and mate, they are abysmal. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Tight red pants with a white stripe down the side. How do you feel, Scafy? All you need is a top hat, mate, and a set of drums, and you're off in the marching band. Drum brakes. <laughs> no, not drum brakes. Anyway, It'd be a whole lot less complicated if they had that. <laughs> so, uh, ooh, more girls in motorsport. Not, uh, not that we uh, didn't expect uh, British. Uh, driver Catherine Legg to uh, arrive in Champ Car and she's joined the uh, the PKB outfit yep. and uh, look, there was a bit of a release there from um, Indy 300 this week which is obviously uh, the, the uh, Queensland Mafia, Crusher Inc and uh, <laughs> she's all full of praise for the place and uh, that that's great so uh, look, mate, that's going to be great to have uh, some girls down here and I think yep. uh, you know we'll, we'll need to get up to, to have a chat to her oh, uh, I think to get up will. to Indy which is oh, so fact, long away but isn't that great um, and she's you know done uh, a, a great job, a job in, uh, in Formula Atlantic and um, obviously has got the media savvy and probably the right commercial backing behind her so that, that's good to be able to see someone come through it is it's very good it's, 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 it's always good to see females involved because uh, it is definitely a male dominated sport and um you know, there's got to be opportunity there. Um, as Linda was saying when she was on one of the earlier shows, you know, she tried driving and she couldn't cut it. And I think there's probably a fair percentage of uh, of females that, that just don't like to drive fast full stop. But those that can, I think generally really grab the ball by the horns and, and go and do a good job. For those viewers who are not uh, up to speed with what PKV stands for, it's the uh, the initials of the three owners of the of the race team. It's a two-car team owned by, by Dan Petit. Um, Australian Kevin Kalkerman and Jim, Jimmy Vassar, who oh, was one of the very early winners, I think, of the Indy 300. Yes. Yeah, I think you're quite They probably called it a Honda Indy 300. It was, but it was 500 back then. Well, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it, wasn't it Honda Indy 400? No. It wasn't 300, though. Queensland is wrong. Yeah. Oh, viewers. Come on, viewers. Oh, Email us. Tell us who's right. We could have we could have actually made a mistake, but it's it's pretty unlikely. Yeah, anyway, I don't uh, know. Yeah. Anyway, when we're talking about girls like that, so I noticed that uh, Formula Ford and uh, probably um, Mark Bright's over there having a big yawn at the moment. Oh, no, as soon as I mentioned Formula Ford. Formula Fluff. Formula Fluff has got um, new engines this year. They have. And uh, there's been a bit of... Uh, 
bit of publicity for our own local Formula Ford girl, Samantha Reed. Samantha Reed. BMS Technology. Oh, daughter of uh, the owners of BMS Technology. And, Who was uh, just recently at the uh, at the Institute of Sport, yep. along with um, uh, Molly Taylor, yep. Coral's uh, daughter. Right. And um, a few other people. Doing so, some, some training. We might have to try and get her on the show one night. I think they could probably be fairly easy. <laughs> Since I'm a big customer of BMS technology, if you're listening, uh... <laughs> well, anyway. we'll just have to see how easy Excuse that actually me. is. Time for a chip. Yes, give us the um, give us the update. What's going on with Clipsal? Clipsal is actually turning out to be as bigger and bigger and bigger uh, as as ever. Yeah, I was reading that uh, they're putting a new they're putting a new stand up on Pitt Strait, and there's extra corporate facilities. It's bloody all happening. Yep, uh, putting one new one in at Turn One Gold, um, and that's uh, right there into the the famous centre chicane. It's it's like a it's like a city down there. It is, and uh, how they've managed to engineer that in there, it's uh, the the guys from KBR um, do a wonderful job and pulling all the bits and pieces apart and putting it back together again. So uh, <laughs> we hope to see you all down there. We do. They're also going to be. Um, well, there's a lot of things that uh, are happening. Oh, you're just going to leave it at that, are you? <laughs> no, <I'm gonna>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're looking something else up. I was going to, uh, yeah, I'll talk about it later. Yours, just a moment. Okay. I well, myself. I see that they reckon that um, at Clipsall the, the crowd's going to uh, at least equal last year's record attendance. So that'll be good, as long as the, you know, the rain stays away. Excuse well, me. we're going. But, yeah, well, of course we're going. Uh, good supporting uh, show too. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, what else I'd probably mention about. Oh, have, you heard, have you heard the rumour about Linda possibly pregnant? Linda who? Linda, who do you think Linda? Not Linda Long. Well, anyway, we can't go on more about that now. <laughs> well, well, I'll shut up then. We won't go on about that. Oh, Clipsal 500, I know. Yeah. Murray Walker's definitely back again this year. And... He is now being confirmed as the voice of the GP Masters. So when the GP Masters are on, I'm sure that we'll get coverage, even if it's only on Fox, of all of those GP Masters races this year. I think there's going to be seven, is that correct? Yep, they'll be um, calling it down the pub with Alan Jones. Yep, very likely. And <laughs> so Murray's now confirmed. He, d- he did do what he was threatening to do. Unless you're very you much go. mistaken. Unless I am very much mistaken. He's a good bloke and we, uh, actually, he'll be on the show. Yeah, we'll, try, we'll definitely be trying to get Murray on the show after his little chat at um, Auto Sport. Yeah. I watched the um, the Daytona, Daytona oh, 500. I saw the Friday uh, first of the qualifying and then I didn't see any more after that. No, I watched the whole thing last night um, on Fox and it was, it was pretty damn good. Uh, looks like it was pretty cold down there in Florida and, mm-hmm. and they, these guys, are, they're, they're brave. You know, they're... they're it's, if you've never been to see a uh, NASCAR race in America, you really do need to go and, and have a look at one. And these things are freight training at, at 190 miles an hour average speed. If you lift off, you just you just know where's Bill. So you do have to sort of you know drive the car, I suppose, and use the banking to, to slow you down and, and set up a, a certain amount of push. And what a schedule these guys are on with like 35 plus events. Um, and I understand that from um, International Paulie, who's um, just recently taken a number two haircut, is uh, that they basically build... It looks build... very nice. 
<laughs> I think he's been hanging around. I don't know, I don't know what you've been doing in Queensland. International Paulie uh, has been hanging around with Brabs too long, I reckon, drinking too much green tea and it's made all his hair fall out. But there you go. Hello, Paulie, how are you, mate? The haircut looks fantastic. The, we know you'll be the, listening. It's the Panos pair back again at the <laughs> yeah. Um You've lost my train of thought, you goose. <laughs> Paul says basically that they, you know, they have to produce a, a car for each track um, because the tracks are so different and the setup, you know, changes are so wide that you would just simply have to have uh, have a new car. Plus the fact that the the cars can easily get damaged, so you can't yep. turn them around in in a, in, a, in the short period of time. And I understand like the race team works, you know, the weekend and then just goes to the gym during the week. And then there's a you know an engineering shop team that doesn't go to the races, and they probably go to the gym on the weekends. <laughs> so it's 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 a uh, it's a pretty um, pretty heavy duty uh, arrangement. And uh, Marcus Ambrose has, has you know taken a lot on there to do that. And I, that and I think it's, it's very pretty... sensible of him to take the the, 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 the Craftsman Truck Series, sort of come in under the radar, uh, seventeen yeah. eighteen, get a feel for uh, the cars and the circuits, seventeen or eighteen sort of la- um, uh, race series. Yes, right. You know, and, and and you can. You know, everyone's going to make mistakes out there on that sort of stuff. There's nothing in Australia that you can drive to sort of. Uh, yeah, to compare it with. That's right. And Jimmy Johnson won the race um, from a. There was a two lap restart from the end there, and it was like it looked like it was going to be. It was going to be. Um, uh, you know a. Uh, a green under caution oh, when yeah. I think uh, Kyle Bush had a, a, a an off that uh, sort of was precipitated by by others about five laps six laps before the end of the race, um, and then it set up a pretty good uh, good challenge there. But uh, Jimmy Johnson got away to 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 win it, uh, and his um, standing crew chief had been um, who was who re- was in there for his first crew chief role of running the NASCAR um, team was uh you know astounded to have won yeah and the the irregular crew chief was uh, ejected from the event earlier in the week when there was some some illegalities found with the race car it's interesting that the recourse there is that they throw the crew chief out um and maybe that's just the way things work in america that you know the the buck's got to stop somewhere and and it's not passed down to like a starting penalty yeah so who knows i I think it was something to do It, it failed a rear a rear window silhouette test, which is, you know, the oh, yep. there are uh, frameworks that the cars must must pass over, and you've seen those at yes. uh, at Le Mans twenty four hour in the when we've been doing yep, the, yep. The, uh, the in the park for me. Uh, the, the blah, 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 blah. Yep. You know, well, we take the cars down the middle of Le Mans on the, on the, <laughs> early yeah, in the right. week and check how big mm. everything is and scrutineering, John. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew there was a word for I it. I just thought I'd wait a bit longer before I let you off the hook. Um, anyway, yeah, I think he failed a um, failed a, a rear window. So rear obviously window they, they must consider that the crew chief's like the linchpin of the team and if they lose him, well, then they're in... Well, theoretically, that's the biggest penalty that they can get, more so than losing the driver. Interesting. Now, what was I going to talk about? Something else while you're talking about that? Are you I'm, going to get some more beer? What a good idea. I'll get another beer, viewers. Okay. Um, oh, now while we're talking about uh, NASCARs with 500 chassis each that go to all 5 million different tracks set up in 5 million different ways, A1GP. You're always exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. 5 million. A1GP now. Uh, all teams have been restricted to one, one chassis for the rest of the year. Uh, no spare cars. Uh, apparently the uh, Sultan of wherever he's from has already blown a billion dollars thus far. 
and uh, there's no more money, there's rumours of cash flow uh, issues, and uh, so each team now, just one, one chassis, no spare, and the series itself will, ha will hold four spares at each round, so that if teams need a new chassis for whatever reason, they can, uh, they can get the chassis. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, from the race organisers, which I think was very interesting because uh, if you look at the way that that series kicked off, and you know a lot of people were talking about, well, okay, you know, every every team's got a spare chassis. There's there's plenty of uh, plenty of scope there, uh, and now suddenly they've pulled the pin, and, and there's only one chassis per team. Um, and I noticed that um, in one of the photos. Well, what in, happens if they break the chassis? If they snap her in up. They have to go to the organisers and actually grab one of the four spares that are taken to each round. And what happens if there are more than four breakages? Well, I guess somebody doesn't race. Oh, is that how it works? Well, that seems to be how it works. And one of the two motorsports... But aren't the teams um, responsible for buying the chassis in the first place? Yeah, but I think because it's such a controlled series, everything's dished up by the Sultan. Is it a Sultan or a... Sultan Schmolten. Yeah, one of those. Um, yeah, and... Yeah. Yeah, I think he's the son of a sultan. Well, maybe he is, but he's blown a billion bucks. That's what everyone's <laughs> saying in the, the cash is run. Yeah. run out, you son of a sultan. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, uh, oh, I can't find it now, anyway. But uh, there was a photo of someone in one of the magazines, and whoever it was, I can't remember, I think it was the Austrian team or somewhere, um, they'd actually done a nose cone in, and they didn't have another one of their own, and they'd actually borrowed the Japanese one or the some other country, and it looked very strange anyway. So there you go. So uh, so that's uh, A one GP. <laughs> Another pregnant pause. This is very interesting. Okay. Come on. All right. Well, let's have a laugh. Let's let's have a laugh. The GP celebrity race, Melbourne Grand Prix celebrity race. Oh, that's always good. They've got Alastair Lynch, ex Brisbane Lions. Um, according to Mitch, the best autobiography he's ever read. Um, definitely a hard man of footy and a, a great brain. Uh, I think he's going to uh, really go for it. I, I reckon that uh, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I'd probably go Alastair Lynch has got to be in the, at least in the top three, if not going to win the whole thing. Because he's up against people like all four Wiggles. Is that <laughs> right? The, the Wiggles, yeah, all four of them are in. <laughs> So that's fantastic. What a celebrity race that's going to be. Mind you, Dancing with the Stars starts tonight and Grant no. Denyer's on that. So I know, Grant Denyer wouldn't be in on it. If no, they no. can put Grant Denyer on Dancing with the Stars, I'm sure the Wiggles can be in the Melbourne GP Well, that's right, race. but I can't see Grant in the uh, in the celebrity race. No, no, not in the celebrity race. In Dancing he wouldn't with the stand Stars. A chance. That's what I'm saying. No, he wouldn't. Or no. A, it's not a mini. What about, a, what about it was a, if it was a, a reverse grid celebrity race, viewers? Yeah, that'd be good. Then the Wiggles might win. Grads can start from pole. <laughs> oh, fair go. He's a good yeah, bloke. He's a good steer. Don't be nasty like yeah, that. I'm not, I'm don't not. you have to have a meeting with his dad this week? I do. I'm, going, <laughs> I I'm actually off to off the Gold Coast to see, uh, see uh, Grant's dad tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. You know, he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm also going to meet the lovely uh, Lana, uh, who's the new um, PR lady from for the V8 Ute series. So we're gonna, gonna. She goes to the same hairdresser as uh, Briscoe, doesn't she? We're uh, uh, going to, out to lunch <laughs> somewhere, and uh, then I got a bit of catching up with a whole bunch of different people up there. And oh, that'll be good. Have a chat to the mafia. And yep, as you would. See good, Mr. Good, Crusher. Good, good, good. Morning, How morning. are you, Brett? Lovely to talk to you again. 
which we probably will at Clipsal. Um, now, here's the who else is in the celebrity race? Oh. I think it'll be the one-liners, mate, that'll be the real beauty coming up. Because don't you remember they used to get uh, uh, Rory's tits off? would be, uh, And then he'd talk to them and they'd have it off. And then be Jones, Alan Jones would be in the guy. Ah, that's right. Yeah, you know what my wife's doing. Oh. <laughs> oh, just one moment, viewers, while I just have a little rest. Oh dear, I've pressed the wrong button, but that's okay. I can fix that later. Of course, we don't edit, but we just might edit that little bit. Well, I just had to. Say, we had a little break for the moment, there, viewers, because um, uh, well, we've got a new. New employee? Well, not employee. Where we put a new assistant. Assistant. That's right. In uh, in that uh, hot lap, radio hot lap, and uh, all those rusty sausage ink. Um, he just happens to be your son. <laughs> yeah, he does, funnily enough. And uh, but the deal was done independently of you, and you were. Well, I was away on holiday, so I didn't know. I know nothing. He's big enough to look after himself. He is. And he's done top his um, top his class in graphic design, um, and so. He's um, on board, having a bit of a play with some stuff, and uh, hopefully we'll be churning out some some very uh, good work. But in the same note, we have to uh, mention the passing of, well, not the passing of, but the see-you-latering of our dear friend Raul. Raul? Uh, Raul has, um, well, oh, this is we, fresh news we, haven't, we haven't lost him completely, but he's a bit busy on other projects and also, by his own admission, very unreliable. Yeah. And, and I said, well, giving you more money won't make you reliable. And uh, viewers, I hate to say it, and uh, this is no... Uh, yeah, inference to the to the race, but uh, Indians uh, in technology have a poor attention to detail, and they, you know, that that causes problems. And for us, where we want all the things to be just spot on, well, we're just not getting that. So, Rayul has uh, gone for now, but we've. Picture wooden legacy will live on on the website. Absolutely. Uh, however, I, I the, the same cannot be said for um, Ashley Twit. Uh, not uh, Ashley, uh, Ashley, Ashley Ashley Dean Draper Ashley Dean Draper who really is uh, unable to curb his uh, anti-Mac sentiments <laughs> and has been ejected from the building and his low his image will probably be left there but heavily defaced <laughs> Oh, do we get to draw a moustache and glasses on him? I actually said, oh, look, I, I said to him, mm, the, the, the boys told me that uh, you just uh, upped and left and, and they haven't seen you and you've gone from the building without any notice whatsoever. Ashley has left the building. And he bit very badly on that. <laughs> so, As he would. And I just thought, yeah, no. But so. it, it, it couldn't have been his fault, so that's fine. No, it's a PC user. That's right. Good. Yeah. Happy heathen days. Mm. Oh, that means you want to say something, I, and you've uh, got a mouthful. No? <laughs> um, I don't know what I wanted to whinge about. I wanted to have a whinge. I want to have a whinge Get to it out. all of you bloody motoring media people who may be listening or may not, and to all you viewers, and you're probably as cheesed as I am, all this crap about Valentino Rossi driving a friggin' Ferrari. Or well, even Johnny Ciccotto's on the case today. Look at that. Johnny Ciccotto backed 
Rossi's Formula One built, being a World 250cc champion, and then it ended up driving in the BMW World That's Touring right. Car yep. Championship yep. at Monza, where he came first to six, but was disqualified, and Alan Moffat came through with Brocky to come he and did. win the title yes. in seventh in the mobile VL. VL, yep, was VL. Just off the top of my head. Excellent, John. Um, yeah, it's just like, if he's going to do it, do it, fine, tell us about it then. If he's not going to do it, who cares? Let's get on with the real racing that's going on in the world and not speculate on all this crap. It's just driving me nuts. And, you know, you read some of the reviews about the, the, the testing. Um, Schumacher's out there bloody lapping, lapping his heart out. And there's five trillion media people on the roof of the pit garages. And they're not even taking any photos of Schumacher. They're spotters. They're just waiting for Rossi to come out so they can take his photo in a Ferrari. Oh, it's just pitiful, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, imagine if he was went to a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, look, it's mainstream media and the media have got to do this. And uh, I don't know what reason it's all going. It's, it's... Yeah. He's yeah. a famous guy. They just go nuts. We're That's famous it. too. Well, yeah, we are in our own sweet little way. No, Some of us sweeter than others, that's mm, for sure. Mm. Keep your voice up, Knackers, because you wanted to keep the modulation <coughs> down. You said, no, Johnny, we're going uh, to I do it. Not. Yes. This is you, entirely the opposite to the see? reality viewers. <laughs> not at all. He said, turn it up, crank it up, because I reckon it's too low and we'll be too soft. Yeah, um, so Johnny just overcame that by talking very loudly at the beginning, and I was sure he was going to fade away near the end. <laughs> a shrinking violet that I am. <laughs> Adobe strikes back. Oh, we're on Tech going off the well, I just noticed, and you know, okay. I was just, I really, I thought that. Not the I, Empire. It's nothing, uh, it's not, it's not really uh, the Adobe Macromedia merger, but, they, you know, their video applications, of, which had set the pace in the early days with, with, with Premiere, or Premiere, if, as if you're a yank, um, it's, um, they were wonderful. They really were, were great, and they were first on Macintosh, as was Photoshop viewers and Illustrator, and everything good that came out of Adobe was always on Macintosh first. So I'd get that in. And PageMaker was the first desktop publishing application on a Mac. Uh, no, I believe not. Ready, set, go was before that. Well, yeah, but uh, so you, you it was but before. Was it on a Mac? It was ready, well, set, go are. from okay. Letraset. Yeah, just thought I'd trump and you on that. What joke, happens man. to all those? Everybody's got you know, like in the old days when everyone went from hot metal to cold typesetting. There were all these drawers of hot metal laying around everywhere, and if you can get hold of one now, they're worth a bloody fortune. But they were burning them at barbecues and uh, melting all the type down. Then it went desktop publishing and people were throwing their Letraset rub down lettering out. In the old days, viewers, when there were telex machines and not mobile phones, That's there right. was good to go for a barbecue lunch on a Friday and it was okay to have a piece of cut orange in your meal. <laughs> <laughs> there was no was internet and those, back in the days where where dealers made margins on stuff because it oh, was the only true. way to get through anyway adobe has really come back with their uh, with their with version 7 of their um, after effects application and adobe premiere pro and have bundled it all in together in a completely new usable interface it really goes up against apple and, yes, and apple has set the standards there with final, final cut, cut studio final cut pro which i might yep. point out came out of the Macromedia stables anyway yes. before it was even released. Um, and, uh, the, the, the development team there at Macromedia, and I'll, I can think, I'll try and figure out what it was called. Uh, I don't know what it's called, either. 
Anyway, uh, so then Adobe, uh, Apple has come along and created all these wonderful iApps, but also were bought in all the pro applications, and they've got a great suite of tools. But it's good to see that Adobe is coming back with some very, very powerful tools there and competitively priced as well. Um, and uh, that will can only be good for, for all. I, will, I would imagine that we're going to see some very clever Flash-based tools coming out of, out of um, the Adobe Macromedia stables. And still yeah. at this stage, they are continuing along the dual branding guidelines. Anyway, competition is good. So you've got the two heavyweights um, there, which um, are uh, competing directly against Apple. So goes to show we're not so pro-Mac all the time. Well, no, we just, I just prefer to use... It's nice to have an open, uh, you know, an open environment where people are actually competing and bringing out different applications. It's what keeps them all moving forward. It does. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Cheesing. I've done that, done that. So I'm just going through my list viewers. Um, what do you, Johnny, what do you reckon of that Chrome look McLaren F1? Oh, I you know what I've asked you. Haven't you seen it? Have you seen the picture? Yeah, well, it doesn't look very chrome. Well, they reckon it's going to be very... They reckon it's going to be very media-friendly in terms of how it will look on TV and everything else. But it's... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Jury's out, I think, at this point in time. I'll find it in a second. Um, you know, I'll tell you, just on a tech note, I, um, I'll tell you what... To, what, what amuses me is listening to the, some of the people on the high end of town podcasts uh, in in the US, and uh, you you know you listen to Twit and those mm -hmm. sorts of things, mm -hmm. and and they're all moaning about using they're getting a Comca Comcast box and getting uh, a symmetrical upload and download speeds, and if we could get eight megabyte per second, it'd be great. And here we are in little old Adelaide yep. getting twenty four megabit per second viewers. Yes, twenty four megabit per second viewers. Yep. I talked to you about that before, 16 times faster than what Telstra is prepared to provide the best of businesses in an ADSL setup for a mere 59.95 a month. This is not an advert for Internode, but they are a good bunch of people and distributing their network around Australia. www.on.net. Have a look at that. Type in the number and you'll be putting Internode in there as well. Yeah. www.internode.on.net. Or, or on.net. Yeah, well, they are only on .net domain. You're right. That's right. I'll just do it. I'll just shut up. <laughs> Internet. Anyway, you'll be. You know, <clears> I'll tell you. Fifty nine ninety five viewers. Twenty gig download. This is not an advert. There you go. I reckon let's have a look at this shiny uh, F1. And now I notice they've got Vodafone this year, so it's got a big red stripe down through the guts. Well, Vodafone has left Ferrari mm. because Vodafone wanted the entire naming rights to this, the team. They wanted to be Vodafone Ferrari as opposed to Scuderia. Right, yeah. Ferrari. So uh, that's so Ferrari really... basically said, "Well, we love your dollars, but you're not having the name." Well, go and see Ron we... Dennis. This is the branding show. It is. We do talk a lot about that. We do talk a lot. Talking about branding, Kevin Bartlett's Channel Nine Camaro in Auto Fiction. Last yes, it was. It. Uh, what a great article. Yeah, I did like that. <coughs> I <coughs> thought they did, it was they did come up with some good bits in that. Uh, they do. In that fluffy rag. And. Um, Hearing KB talk about Packer, a lot because uh, of it, I think it was it last weekend he had his um, memorial service in Sydney. Um, it was about what a smelly one, yeah. What you? a laugh it was. Um, All that time he'd have been smelly. <laughs> memorial service, well, but, but he, not a delayed funeral, you <laughs> Wally. What he was, you already <laughs> or, forgotten about in less than two months. <laughs> Six weeks ago, carry you. 
<laughs> well, he could have borrowed his helicopter pilot's body for the original funeral. What kept his on ice. Well, they, because they, were, they, they need to get off talking about that short bloke. <laughs> He's running the show now. They're the tall bloke and he's the short bloke. Well, funny you should say that. Because when you were talking about the... And uh, I hear Sammy Newman's CFO. <clears throat> That'll be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you were talking about that... Uh, <laughs> female IndyCar driver Kathy Lee yeah. what, what's the name of the team again PKB PKB yeah and, and the P stands for Petit yeah Petit yeah. does he stuff, suffer from small man syndrome too <laughs> ha, that's one of JB's okay. jokes viewers <coughs> shut up okay carry on your turn I've got nothing more to say. Oh, well, we might as well close the show now. Then. No, How close the show now. We can't close the show now. Yeah, 45 minutes. Exactly. Let's just blab on about something. About the... Uh, the, the uh, well, I can tell you what I saw. Oh, no, the that's other. neat. Yeah, no, and, that is, and this is even neater. How, have a go at this. Here is a, uh, uh, a one gigabyte... Uh, oh, it's bigger than that. It's, um, well, it's, it's a little storage <laughs> device for, for my motion, and it's in the shape of a padlock. And so the, the USB 2 connector actually clips back in to the, uh, like, where the, the, the lock would... Can and you explain that? So how do you hang it off? What do you... But you can't lock gates with it or anything. I think, it? yes, it's, it's, it's metal-coated metal, uh, as well. It's yeah. all full securable. Well, that's thing. just a, an upgrade of the um, thing they had before. They've, uh, in my, I'm sure it's Imation who've got a, uh, a, like a wristband USB uh, device. And you just unplug it, and it just sits around your wrist like a wristwatch, um, and that's your USB storage stick too. And it's claimed resistance to shock of over a thousand Gs, which yeah. I think it should be left on the outside of the space shuttle, and <laughs> well, uh, we burn give it a up go. on the outside of the space shuttle. Well, that's not my problem. But <laughs> well, that's not a thousand Gs. That's just a lot of heat. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a lot of heat around here. Ah, now I can see what you've got down there from the sea. Ah, oh, Johnny, when you go away on holidays, I have to say, your whole service department does go out the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently they went out the door in sympathy with me because uh, the head of service had four days off to my five. I just don't know how you can have run a service department like that. I need to get that little thing fixed. But rest assured, Johnny, it will be fixed. That's it what you're will telling be fixed. Me. I'm telling you, it'll be fixed when you get back. There'll be some butt kicking. I'll be this, fixing that. The Melbourne Chili Festival going on. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, yeah. what did I read today? And I thought this was very uh, interesting in today's Australian. Uh, that Big Pond has figured out that. We're going to make movies available to people, but we're going to make them to people available if you've got a PC. That, that is like a computer based on the desktop. Now, now, why would we want to do that? We would want to do that, uh, let me guess, because Telstra and Big Pond wouldn't have a business model that would be able to provide any sort of data over a wireless network to a mobile device and make any money out of it. So I thought they'll use their 136th speed connection to deliver the content <laughs> so uh, obviously people like at video easy aren't worried because they've been able to be able to watch dvds on and and downloaded movies on your computer stuck in your bedroom but you know how uncomfortable it is there try and re bring your laptop on the couch with the dog don't worry about it though viewers because if you subscribe to this big pond service no doubt they'll give you a free 500 gig external hard drive to spool the stuff to so that you can download it overnight and watch it the next day yeah, that's right. And it's important. It's important to be able to have, you know, live 
uh, live action action stuff like that. You know, speaking of live action, I was watching a bit of the uh, the. Torino, 2006. Ah, Torino! Which is, which is uh, not too bad, and I reckon it's a pretty nice venue, but I hear that the, the traffic's a bit of a problem, and also a lot of distance between the uh, the events to get to. And snow. And I'm thinking, okay, well, uh, I was watching that, and then it said, uh, Foxtel, they said, uh, book now for your access to... Oh, flies, dogs. Mm -hmm. um, uh, book now for your access to nine channels of the Commonwealth Games... You know, on, on Foxtel. For Christ's sake, viewers. I mean, how hopeless is Foxtel in the first place? It's got nothing on there that you <laughs> want to watch at any time unless you want to watch seven reruns of Alien versus Predator in the Or if you way. watch the sports channel like Mitch did when we were away. It's absolutely And he was shocking. watching Gary Lyon's debut game in the AFL. Christ knows how many years ago that was. And I said, Mitch, what are you watching? Oh, this is quite interesting. Gary Lyons is almost a kid in this. It's just downloaded <laughs> on the on the Big Pond Network. <laughs> on the side of my phone. I've been waiting all that time. So you see, there you go. Good old one thirty sixths, we'll call them from here on in, viewers. Big puddle dot. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, we said that. Anyway, sue us. We've only got a dog and a barbecue. That's possibly a, last words. Possibly a brand asset, but anyway. <laughs> that uh, others might be willing to uh, to get their hands on, but uh, we'll be mm -hmm. able to talk to some people on the Gold Coast about that in the next few days and report back to your viewers. Whew. No, I'd just talk about that. We're keeping techo. There's a bit of a crossover. There's a bit of a crossover in uh, between motorsport yeah. and technology this week, and it all comes around in the area of dog's eyes. Because you got it when you go to the races, viewers. There's nothing better than a good old hot pie, and uh, at the at the races, and uh, the, uh, the Australian pie maker Patty's Food has now decided to put RFID tags into their pie making facility. They are not invading your pro Oh look it's all gone. It's got I told you that wind had get They're putting the uh they're putting the, the labels in, the Gen 2 RFID tags are gonna be in, embedded into the various uh pallets and oh it's it's gonna be very interesting. So they're obviously going to be able to track how the stock is um you know is, is, is moved around from you know creation to and where it's all going and yeah. who it's delivered to etc 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 i mean i don't know wallace and gromit you know you watch that you find out how pies has been pies have been made but yeah there you go better technology meets motor racing through something that you could have around a barbecue exactly which is just absolutely what radio hot that's all about <laughs> we can't find anything else to talk about talking about barbecues have you got a new one yet Viewers, I have to tell you that the last time we had those super deluxe um, thick ribeyes... And we had them last week, and but I'm over them. I found that his flame tamer was uh, in the wrong spot and uh, upside down and uh, had to fix it. Well, funny you should say that, JP, because... Uh, the the new uh, the new flatmate uh, uh, James who's uh, moved in has brought uh, the uh, I've been divorced suddenly barbecue. It's one of those big five burner barbecues with, a, a, with a, st a steel steel hood. Um, stainless steel hood, very Ooh. dirty. Not very good at cleaning these things. And I found that it was it was very it was quite an aggressive barbecue to cook on and and it was splattering and everything like that. So I thought I'll go back to the original barbecue. 
that uh, we have done the the, the ribeyes on. Rib-eyes on and uh, Simon Wills and Ga- uh, Gary Baxter and uh, Charlie Carbax and, yeah. and Duncan Fat Bastard McKenzie was uh, <laughs> was uh, was here last week for that. But I pulled out the old faithful and I actually moved the flame tamers away from where they were and went back to the original formula of just cooking it, getting the thing red hot, turning it down to minimum for about 30 minutes on that side and then over for 10 and they were absolutely were. perfect. So the flame tamers, I, I think they just don't work as well as uh, as they, they made out to be. No, a volcanic rock always works heaps better. There's no doubt about that. Look, that's right. And I think it's 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 time for a, time for a new barbecue. But yeah, the old stuff works pretty good. It does. So, well, I had a deluxe leg of lamb in the Weber on Sunday. I'm happy to say. That worked very well. So let's look at the uh, what's on the horizon. Uh, yes, with a bit of a bit of a, a trip up to North and Sydney on the weekend. Uh, You're going to be there the whole weekend. Uh, I'm not sure I'll be in Sydney to do some stuff, but back on Sunday, and hopefully we'll be back ah, right. probably late in the afternoon to be able to uh, wander up the road and have a, a chat to some of the uh, better looking and more legless female uh, oh, females in the Norwood Food and Wine, Food Festival. Wine Festival. Now, it is a little early this year, views. Usually it's the weekend before, before Clips or 500. Yeah. But with the Adelaide Fringe Festival starting very uh, soon, it's, well, I suppose it needs to be needs to be got, got in the door. It does. Um, so then I think we're here for the next couple of weeks. Who knows what's going on? Just and really not sure. Well, if, are you up there on Saturday? think so so it's well if you're seeing crusher it's uh, stone brothers racing's open day on uh, the 25th at uh, their facility at, i think it's yatala is it i mean it's yatala if you're down here but i think it's yatala up there um, well i can tell you i shan't be going along <laughs> oh, i thought you might have wanted russell's autograph do you know, I was going through one of the better magazines in, in South Australia. SA Life viewers were not turning this into a, a South Australian magazine, but I never realised that Luna Park actually came from Adelaide. That was the, the famous Down Luna the Park. Down the bay. And there's some wonderful place. pictures in the latest uh, February SA Life of the Big Dipper. And the Big Dipper was just like so deluxe. It was like, huge. It was that, mm. huge. It was huge. And I know this is completely off the off the, the regular subject, but I just was fascinated by this. And because it's by the bay, there were some some complaints in the first uh, year or so from the locals that there were undesirables hanging around, and uh, that's to be expected from a showground sort of atmosphere and the sounds of young women's voices, screams emanating through the night that they basically, after four years, had to close the damn thing down. And well, hold on, how long has Clipsal 500 been running? <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> All views on this show do not reference. <laughs> and um, then the, um, as the, the bridge was, the owners of the, the site of Luna Park were looking for a new place to, to, to put it. Yep. And um, the, at that time, which was, I can tell you exactly, when the Sydney Harbour Bridge was nearing completion, that they decided that they would move the... Uh, move about it 1936. Uh, that's right, 1935. Oh, and um, they put the idea to the, to the, the, the 
the Sydney Harbour Bridge Council or government, and they were granted a 20-year lease where Luna Park is today. And so they pulled the damn thing down and every nut and bolt, you know, and put it back together, uh, um, obviously using a naming convention system from a combination of IKEA and Freedom, which has caused all sorts of problems in getting the thing back together, but chartered a boat and um, obviously put all the logs and the rails and everything like that, and the river caves too, the river caves too, yep. up there well and sailed it, oh, there you go, coast to coast, all the way, just straight up, to Sydney and offload it and build the damn thing. Not a bit of road work involved. I think that's quite amazing, amazing viewers. Yeah, and I remember I loved the old, uh, I loved the old uh, Luna Park. I loved the old Luna Park. I was pretty scared on the Big Dipper. Yep. And there it is. It's, it's, uh, and there it is down the bay. Very good. Excellent. Well, what else have you got to say, Nackers? Have you got anything else? I think I've just about done it. Any, what, oh, what's yeah. been happening yeah. in, in, in Apple Land? I see some of the new Power MacBook Pros are, are, are dripping. Already speed bumped? Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yes, yeah. that, 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 as, as I've said before, when Apple has a, a great bit of news, they just tell it to the world direct. And when it's a bad bit of news, that's what they have their dealer channel for and hide behind every bit of media activity. In fact, we're off to do a, 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 a live web video webcasting yes, uh, in, in, in Sydney uh, over the weekend and with a bit of assistance from, from Apple in Sydney. They're providing one of their engineers to, to do something. Uh, I think Linda's going to be and coming along. Linda's, Linda's going to be coming along. And oh, uh, so on that note, I suppose well, she, viewers, well, she she won't be wearing the high heeled shoes then because if she's pregnant, viewers, we just had to wind her up there. And I know <laughs> that she'll be on the phone and giving us crap over that. But you know, you can't uh, make it down. Look, I know Linda. I know you wanted to come just because there were no business class seats available this week. Couldn't you just <laughs> sit down the back? Make it. It's only a two hour flight. Anyway, we'll be seeing you in a few days. You can bash me later. And looking forward to that really deluxe Jalera 180 two-stroke scooter with the power pipe coming down for the Clipsal event. Yeah, what was I on about? <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> well, on that note, I think it's time to lose everyone. Well, it probably is too. I think we've just about covered everything we wanted to cover. Rusty Sausage has been a very happy dog lately. Uh, been going up to the park across the road there. And... Um, uh, Came back and um, found a box of, of Joseph uh, Primo wine sitting on my doorstep that I really? never ordered, and I didn't ask any questions. <laughs> and, uh, well done, Russ. It, it was so good. Russ dragged that back from the park in this box. Dragged it back? Yeah. No, it's very good. And uh, so yeah. that's another uh, another very nice, fine wine that we have in this uh, neck of the W, JP. It is indeed. Anything Primo is wonderful from down out there, out there at Virginia. When you're on your way to uh, Malala, pop in and see Primo Estates. Coming up on the shows in the future, we will be looking at getting Vern Chupin on the yes. show. And Samantha Reed. You'll yep. be talking to uh, Samantha's father at BMS oh, and uh, yep. having a bit of a chat over there and trying to get a little bit more of a volume buy discount on your <laughs> on your Epson, Epson products. You're also uh, be looking Nikki, for Nikki looks after us well with the Epson stuff. That's okay. Good old Nikki. You'll also yep. be looking for a new Apple uh, service technician manager. So if you are looking for a job and you have the qualifications, please feel free to call JP at Apple Centre Adelaide in uh, Guja Street. If he's not there, yes, just uh, ask for Vic. Email your resume to uh, to the Hot Lap Radio Hot Lap website, and Johnny will forward it on to with me. a picture. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> I think it's time we went. Actually, just on the note of with a picture, I have had like some like getting a lot of emails coming through on through the Cooper's website. Um, and I suppose we should actually confirm that lineup just. For, oh yeah, if we do that, is that there's a, there's a well, I get a lot of people going. Oh, are you doing any like dancing girls and like can I sort of? And I went, yes, we are, and uh, but we haven't finalised finalised our. Uh, our decisions yet, and we haven't. You know, Maybe made we it. should do that on air one night. Maybe we should interview them all. Geez, they just won't leave you alone. There's every second. Oh, I just need to know if I've got the job. Well, they're tough. Could be a could be an interesting radio hot lap episode. Maybe it would just be one of those ones that we uh, wedge in. Do the Coopers girls interviews? That is right. Now let's uh, just to uh, let you know, uh, guys, what the Coopers lineup will be is confirmed now. For 2006, the first round of the V8 Ute Racing Series at Clips of 500. In the lead car, we have a Jack Ellsgood, Jack the Hustler Ellsgood, good bloke, he is indeed. Um, and uh, I think he's going to be doing a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, winning this year. Remember, viewers, that everyone was that the team was severely hampered by the extraordinary uh, bad and unlucky crash. Uh, precipitated by Adam Bresso Bressington, sorry yes. mate, uh, and uh, in turn one at the okay. second race um, on the Friday at uh, Eclipse or 500, Eclipse. which basically virtually destroyed both Alan Simonson's and Jack Ellsgood's car, which then allowed Macca to get through to, to bring a few points home for the team on the weekend. Anyway, the new BF will be uh, the debuting there. Um, uh, so in the second car, we will be seeing young James Harrigan, who was second in the latest trophy series, and I think you heard him on the show when we did a, a show from uh, Mansfield a few weeks ago. That's uh, going to be good. He um, is is very keen to do well in the series, as one would, and has um, made no bones about the fact that he feels he will probably be happy to be in the top ten. There's a lot of technique and, and, and time that needs to be put in to learn how to drive these utes fast, and who knows how the BF... Um, really reacts because people aren't used to yep. the new uh, the torque curves and these cars are going to look pretty spectacular with their with their um, with their air jack systems. Yeah, As uh, Simon said last week, yep. bloody supercars. <laughs> now the third car, which will be retained by Ian McAllister. Ian will be spending a little bit more time on um, an overview of the team this year and we'll be spending some time in the car depending on, on what's going on but he will be looking around for um, the right young talent to put in that in the car there, and we'll be keeping an eye on it too. Uh, so uh, if you Certainly think you've will. got what it takes, well, send us a note. We'll uh, we'll put it put it on. You'll be able to find a, a link on the Cooper'sRacing.com.au site or PaleAleRacing.com.au, or you can just send us um, your CV here, and we'll pass it on to the relevant authorities with your expectations and uh, wage considerations. <laughs> <laughs> Although we might suggest you have to bring a few dollars this way. Well, I, th I would I would say that would be uh, pretty well on the cards. And uh, and if you don't like Coopers, don't even bother. Look, if they're in, <laughs> well, the deal is the deal is potential uh, potential drivers. Uh, when you're in the Coopers clothing, make sure you've got a Coopers in your hand. It's politically incorrect for you not to be seen with a Coopers in your hand, and always roll that pale ale before you uh, open it. Exactly right. Well, that's it. It's good night from me. And uh, it's good night from me. Thanks, viewers. Thank you for making it one day early, JP, due Not to us uh, having to disappear to the uh, other parts of the world. Even Queensland again. Bye-bye. <laughs> night, Linda. <laughs> <laughs>